Hello everyone, it's Saturday, November 4th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by barbecue flavored Pringles. This week we will be discussing my favorite male actor of all time, Mr. Sam Rockwell. I thought you were going to say the, the Pringles guy. <laughs> no, not Mr. Pringles. Because Sam Rockwell's birthday is this week or around this time. Anyway, I, I, I'm going to start sounding like a fake fan because I don't know the specifics about when his birthday is. But he's still one of my favorite actors, my favorite actor of all time. That being said... It's enough reason that we can discuss some of his works. favorite actor of all time. Drew Barrymore, Sam Rockwell, I get like the ultimate in Charlie's Angels. These are your favorite actors of all time. Yes. Okay, I'm checking right now. What are you going to, are you going to write the date? Sam Rockwell. That that I claim this? It's the November 4th. We just repeated it to each other. Like we told them. His birthday is tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. I knew we were close. How old do you think he is? Oh, he'll always be a dreamy guy that's 23, so he's in my age range. So, the reality of it, he's probably closer to 50. So, I'm going to say... Hold on. Let me do Charlie's Angels math. Yeah, I'll say 50. I'll say 50. He's 55. Look at him, he's looking great. So, hold on a second. A few weeks back, we we talked about Little Women... he was way older than Charlie's Angels than I thought he was. A few weeks back, we talked about Little Women, and you completely shit on Shershi Ronan for going with a guy who is 40. I didn't say I date Not Sam Rockwell. He wasn't even 40. I said in my mind he's 23, so he was in his date. 30s. That's a completely separate he was thing. He's in his 30s in that movie. No, he looks like he's 40 in the movie, and she's supposed to be 20 in that movie. That double age thing? He does no. not. He does it. He's yes, in he his does. 30s and he looks like he's in his 30s. He looks like the mountain man <laughs> in his 40s. He looks ancient. Oh my god. Sam Rockwell, come save us. Come anyway. Save us. That's, that's what we back on track. You're apparently now the is the perfect time to tell you that we spoil things during our podcast. So leave <laughs> now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. <laughs> and each week... We talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable to us. I'll give you a sec. We haven't even started. Do you want me to just keep going and give you a minute? Okay. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister, where one of us loves something that the other hates. Naturally, this week, because he's, like, my favorite actor of all time, (laughs) I will be twisting Chelsea. And then, once we've done that, we will open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking this entire week is just, I'll say something and Daisy will just say, Nope. (laughs) Anyway, we open up a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. Now, with him being the best actor of all time, it should be me, but if you agree with I don't think we'll get to the Pringles until Chelsea's, like, re- I don't want them, they're disgusting, I'm looking at them. I'm trying to get a sponsorship, you dick. Enjoy. Enjoy them. Is this a Sam... Why Pringle barbecue? Because like, we, we ate candy for like a month. <laughs> and now now we need something else. We need salty now. Why does that have to do with... Sa- oh, is Sam Rockwell a salty? No. Salty, salty is not a nice word for someone. He's not salty. 
You're not okay. Let's see if I can calm her down. Or is he spicy like a barbecue? Jesus Christ. (laughs) The first movie we will be discussing are pop culture artifacts. (laughs) Okay, do a hard cut. Okay, sorry about that. I just needed a moment. We took a bit of a break. Just walking around. (laughs) Giggling? Yeah, yeah, and now I'm breathing again, so. That's always a good start. I can speak. I can speak, and uh, yeah, so I'll let you talk about the first, what is the first movie going to be for Sam We are talking about Galaxy Quest. You're not going to die on the planet, guy. What's my last name? It's, uh, um, uh. Nobody knows. You know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm gonna die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. Do I? Do I? Yes. For all you know, I just come in number six. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Are we there yet? Now, Galaxy Quest. When I pitch this. To you, because let's be real, I did pitch this. This is mine. Out of all of the Sam Rockwells, I feel like this Come is on. most mine. I'm not done pitching. Oh, you're pitching. Okay. <laughs> so remember when I Pitch, pitched please. when I pitched the whole Sam Rockwell week, and I said he was in <laughs> Galaxy Quest. We had a whole debate of whether or not he was actually in it. And you'd think she'd just accept that I was right with him being my favorite actor, but <laughs> she took that with a grain of salt. Threw the grain of salt away and searched it up anyway, like most things that I've said on here. Yeah, no, I didn't believe you at all. And And the worst part about it is, like, of all the movies, this is the one that I think I I probably frequented the most. And And I was like, no, it's Sigourney Weeper. And and Alan Rickman. And, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That was basically the end of the conversation. And you just looked at me like... I was like, no, you dumb bitch, check it. And she pulled it up and she was like, oh shit, he was in it too. And I just looked at you like, how did you know? (laughs) You found my weak spot. Um, But yeah, I'll just be very quick with mine because this, once again, this is your favorite of his works. Uh, I love that this is like a parody of Star Trek. In the sense that it's like, I guess. yeah, like they're they're kind of it's not just a parody; it's kind of an homage. Like they they clearly loved it to make the movie in the first place, but they're also poking fun at it a little bit. Uh, I love the ensemble of Squid I Lever. love the setup of it. It's not just like a parody film where they're making fun of something. That's one of the things I like about it. It's it's that they are actors. Yeah, that's what I literally I have here. I enjoyed their real life versus like character fantasy clash in it. And, because, and how the aliens don't know the difference. And yes. Because we do shit like this. We actually do stuff like this. There's a thing. Oh, what the hell is it called? There's a name for it. Doesn't matter. Not not really relevant. But we basically beam up old TV shows that are light on in, in terms of like the resolutions and things like that. Well, not resolutions, but like in terms of the transmission capacity. Yeah. We beam this shit, shit up up into the air. For what purpose? I have absolutely no idea. We do all sorts of messages some of them have been in you the can, past. You can TV see why shows. aliens probably won't understand what's up here. You can see why they say they, no thanks yeah. and, and drive past. <laughs> I don't want to watch MASH. Yeah. Like, I'm not into it. Yeah, basically. That doesn't look like anyone here. 
Oh, no. You know what? If I saw MASH, that was like, this is the communications they're sending me? Yeah, keep driving. Yeah. That would have been my thought, too. I so. don't want to make a rest stop here. I am not. I'll go a, to the next one. I'm not a fan of MASH. Have I told you a story about MASH? I know you don't like MASH. You've told me the story. Let's get back on track. Okay, yeah. I, do, I have the same thing, though, point that we, my, we my love... Husband. We love the whole real life versus, like, character fantasy realities clashing. Because, like, in it, they literally have a moment where it's, like, smile for the cameras and signing autographs. And then it's like, ugh, I hate her. Like, as they walk yeah. away. And it's really funny because this is how you think show business really is. Like, they, they play a part. And then when the part's over, they're not connected. They're not all fun, happy couples or friends or family like they were in the movie it's done they got their paycheck bye-bye yeah but they're this actors, is they're done their day this is they're a situation home. where they can't get away from it because it was like so major they have to keep coming back and pretending to be these people yeah. and uh sam rockwell interestingly enough if i remember correctly he's kind of exactly how his character was so it's not hard for him to differentiate the two versions of himself. Clearly, you don't look at me and ask me, because I didn't even <laughs> think he was in the movie. Um, that being said, I haven't seen Galaxy Quest in a while, so I may be wrong about that. I remember, but I remember him. Things, but I remember him pretending to be kind of dopey. And it was really weird for me, because I was used to seeing him as, like, the mastermind in Charlie's Angels, and being a murderer in the Green Mile. Somehow you just spoiled two movies that we're yeah. not talking about this week. <laughs> We've talked about them before, though. Oh um, but I was used to him being did that, we so to see we him... We talked about Charlie's Angels before? Yes. We did? Yes. What? Are you sure? Yes. If we didn't, it was all in my head. Okay. Um, that being said, also bad guy in Charlie's Angels, um, but I was used to him being, like, intelligent oh, and Alan witty. Alan Rickman was in this. I, I just said this to you. I forgot Alan I swear, Rickman. it's like we're not even doing a podcast. I'm talking Justin and it's Long, all, it's all static. Rain Wilson is, is one of the aliens, if I yeah. remember correctly. I anyway. so funny. Um, that, uh, felt kind of cool to me, separate to everything else. I, like, I wasn't in it just for Sam Rockwell, because his part is relatively small compared to Sigourney Weaver's and Alan Rickman's. And even him from Monk. Um, but I did enjoy that it was, like, fun and cool and hilarious. And I loved that the scary aliens were cute. Yeah. That they were like, oh, look at that. And then, like, they open their mouths. And it's yeah, like that evil. scene in uh, Finding Nemo where the cute light's there and they're following the light. And then he opens his mouth and it's all teeth. It's like that. You have cute little aliens. And then they have tiny piranha fangs. And they're going to kill you. Um... I also saw it very young, though. I saw it when I was, like, four or five for the very first time. And shout out to Blockbuster, because that was the reason I saw it. You know how they do previews? Shout At the start. Well, there's only <laughs> one left in the world, and it might be closing. Um, oh. That being said, like, we grew up, that was our bread and butter. Like, on a certain day of the week, really any day of the week, if we're being honest with ourselves, we'd go out, and we would go to Blockbuster, and we'd rent, like, two or three movies, and then before... The weekend was done or before the next week we'd return them no late fees get some more we probably had like a laundry list of stuff that we had rented by the time blockbuster that was near us closed um but it was because of those like previews that are at the start of dvds and blu-rays and vhs's that i even knew about galaxy quest because i saw a preview for it like the original trailer and that made me want to see it and I think it was around the time I was watching like Max Keebler's Big it's Move. It's not popular either. and all that. It's not. Nobody which seems makes to it know feel about it. So much worse. It seems like a hidden treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, 
because of that I saw it and I was introduced to it so early. So now I just, I love it. So, so I, I looked it up. Um, so Guy Fliegman is his name. Yeah. He hosts the conventions and he, he basically, wa he briefly appears in them, but he really wants to sit alongside them. Yeah. He that, wants to be with that's them. That's his role. But he, he is completely like unremembered, but for good reason, because his character was killed off as a very expendable character. Yeah. In before the first commercial break, yeah, on an episode, and that was basically it. In in a spinoff series, yeah, after after the fact, but so he wants to be with them, so he goes on the whole adventure yeah. with them when they think that they've got it. He doesn't. He doesn't elect. They, it's very clear that none of these people chose to go on this adventure. Yeah, they were but straight up kidnapped. He does because he wants to be one of them. Yeah, and then once he's there, he's like, I'm not supposed. This to was be a shit here. idea. I want out. Yeah, he's basically, you know, I'm crewman number six. Leave me out of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very different... I really love it, because you don't really get yeah. to see him play that kind of role. Because you've, yeah. you've seen Sam Rockwell play, like, serious stuff. Like, you've got Three Billboards, where I really loved doing Three Billboards. I was so happy when the Oscar for it, because he's such a complex character in it. Um, but you also see him do fun stuff, like Mr. Right, where he's, you know... Uh, <laughs> he's basically um, a bounty... Not a bounty hunter, but, like, a head hunter in the sense that, like... He, he will kill he, someone. He plays John Cusack in, uh, in, um... Except he kills Chris people Point that hire Mike. him. He kills people that hire him. That's his whole thing. And I, and I think it's amazing. Because they hire him to kill someone, but and he's did, like, you're a bad person. And he kills them. How does he get the money? Do they pay him first? Yeah. And they go, I'm paying you to kill so-and-so. And he's like, but that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing to do. And then he'll shoot them. And I think that's amazing, because it's like he's he's weeding out all of the shitty people. Like, it's witty, it's fun, it's very morally gray. Morally black. Um, but uh, it's weird to see him play the role that he plays in this, but I still like the movie all the same, because you do have people like Alan Rickman and Sigourney Weaver and Monk, as you like to call him. Tony Shalhoub, yeah. Yeah. You, for, for me, he's always... Enough. He's not Monk. Minion. He's always Minion to me because of Spy Kids. You know what he is to me, honestly? He's not Marvelous Monk. Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of the dad? Yes, yes. Yeah. He's he's Mr. Maisel. He's her dad. Yeah. And he's, oh my god, he's, he plays the part so well. It, it, it used to be for me, Monk. Like, that's why I said Monk. Yeah. When when I said, who who is it? Well, people would know him from Monk But as you well. know what's shocking? Because it went on forever. But I didn't watch Monk. I, I never watched Monk. He won episode. awards for Monk, but I didn't see Monk. I haven't seen a single episode. I've heard that it's fantastic. Never I, watched it. I Monk. absolutely love him in Spy Kids, though, because he's he's minion because he does all of the, like, dirty work. He's supposed to be this, like, nerdy guy. He's doing all of these things. But then he's evil, so he's like, I assure you it's Mr. Minion now, and he's got, like, friggin' three heads. Like, it's nonsense. Yeah. But he's evil. I think evil. he was also in, in uh, Men in Black as well, and, like things are going wrong with him like he's an alien and he's like yeah his, his cover is not going well like he's sweating and his ears are popping out funny yeah. and things like that but yeah loved galaxy quest now on tony shaloub <laughs> my goodness on to our um fan theory fight club which i will say uh is <laughs> just assume that i will be sitting back for the entirety <laughs> of this episode Chelsea gets a break. I do. I get a, lo a nice long break while we talk about Sam. Yes. Your future husband, Mrs. Rockwell. No. No. 
No, you're not gonna take take that away from Leslie. But are they still together? They're still together, right? I think so. Yeah. They were engaged, so I'm hoping that they're married now. You're hoping that they're married? Yeah. So you so you love him, but you want him to be happy with Leslie Bibb? Yeah. Well, that's true love. Yeah. That's the truest of loves. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ain't so. I wonderful? So <laughs> what, what movie are we talking about? We will be talking about Seven Psychopaths. Who's always look like they've been crying? Maybe they just got dumped by their girlfriend because they've got a drinking problem, too. I don't have a drinking problem. I just like drinking. Of course you do. Marty, one, you're a writer. Two, you're from Ireland. It's part of your heritage. You're fucked. Fuck off now, <laughs> Seriously, just fuck off now. I'm not in the fucking mouth. <laughs> you're fucked from birth. Spanish have got bullfighting. The French got cheese. And the Irish have got alcoholism. Now. Okay, I love Seven Psychopaths. I want to get into something. Martin McDonoghue. I want to make sure I'm saying that correctly, so sorry if I'm not. McDonough, I think it is. I always say McDonoghue. Because you know of the. I'm like, double checking. Because it looks like dough. He's very Irish, so it's yes. hard to say the game. He Gaelic makes name. films that speak to me on a very weird level. Did you like his movie, um. Banshees? Yeah. I love it. I bought it. Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough. He's a British Irish playwright and filmmaker. McDonough. Oh, he's a very attractive man. I know. Oh my goodness. I thought he was like a schlummy looking. No. No, he's a he's No, a nice he's looking better piece. than Fincher and all of them. Oh, hello, Martin McDonough. By you, the way, you want to get yourself McDonough, a kilt, don't you, lass? Martin McDonough is younger. Younger? Yeah. You know who he's younger than? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Anyway. Uh, he makes some amazing things. He made three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Amazing. He did In Bruges. He did Seven Psychopaths. He, he did, did Banshees. Three billboards? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. It's totally different than the rest of his did stuff. You know he's with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yes. I didn't know that. In addition to that, um, these these films are a bit odd. They like tonally, they're odd. Seven Psychopaths is my favorite out of all of them, but it, it like. It's we're not doing justice to Seven Psychopaths without shouting out to him because he's amazing, Martin McDonough, as you like to say. Um, anyway, so Seven Psychopaths basically follows Marty, who's Colin Farrell. He has writer's block. He's also a bit of a drunk. His best friend is Billy, yeah. Billy, Bill, Billy Bickle, who's played by Sam Rockwell. He is strong. Taxi he is a killer. Bars. He's a killer. He's like a serial killer. Um, Spoiler. But he's only killing members of. A certain mob or yakuza or whatever uh he's killing bad people but he's still killing people um and woody harrelson is one of the bad people woody harrelson yeah is introduced as the villain of this piece but the whole thing occurs because christopher walken who has a sick wife and sam rockwell who i mentioned is killing people yeah. they are running a dog scam they steal people's dogs wait for the reward to come out and then return the dogs for the money that's how they're making all their money um, well, they steal a mob boss's dog, who is played by Woody Harrelson, and the rest of the movie proceeds to follow them, kind of avoiding him, because he's trying to kill them, while also going on an adventure of their own. Because, like I said, Marty is a drunk, and he's a writer, and Billy wants to inspire him with this journey, and give him ideas so that he can write a decent story. Anyway, he's the, a little the theory... He, he's, um, he's at his best because he's unhinged. 
tell, tell them the greatest line in the movie, in my opinion. Are you talking about the Gandhi thing? Yes. Okay, just a little, like, random thing from the movie. They're in the car, and Christopher Walken is, like, full-on Christian. He's, he was a Quaker or some shit when he was young. So I guess he's a Quaker for life. Um, but he turns around and says, you know, I believe what Gandhi said, an eye for an eye. I believe that wholeheartedly. And Sam Rockwell is driving the car, and you can see the wheels are turning. No, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Yeah. Is yeah. the phrase. Is the whole used. phrase. And you need to know the whole phrase. Yeah. Well, Key. Sam Rockwell is holding the steering wheel driving, and then you can see the wheels are turning, and he goes, no, that isn't right. There'd be one guy left with one eye. How's the last blind guy going to get the eye, the last eye, from the other guy with one eye? The who, second last. The, the second last. You still got one eye. All that guy has to do is hide in a bush. Gandhi was wrong. Yeah. No one had the balls to say it. He just keeps saying Gandhi was wrong. And yeah. the way he says it with such indignation is amazing. It's, it's such so a funny, funny line. Because he, you can tell he yeah. believes this. He's thinking about it and he's like, no. Because one person still going to be able to see. Martin McDonough has an excellent way of giving him, like, not necessarily likable characters and letting him run with them because he does a great job with it. Um... And You're I, thinking of, like, Three Billboards, right? Yeah, in Three Billboards... He, he's a terrible racist. He's a terrible racist. But he grows. And then he's and dancing. such a good and person. And then the fire, the fire, and he's yeah. dancing in, inside. And you're, and, like, you're sitting there like, holy shit. How like, you are can't you believe not it. seeing this Because he's just listening to the right, music, yeah, like he's toasty. feeling it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's... That's a devastating thing for Woody Harrelson. That, that was a shocker. I couldn't believe Woody Harrelson did what he did in Three Billboards. Oh, we're not... We're not talking about but that's a completely else. separate issue. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the whole theory surrounding this is that this is from Reddit user Throw Away for Trash Day. This was created six years ago. I love that name. Okay, yeah. Go on. Um, this movie's more than six years old. It's like 2013, Chelsea. It's like 10 years old. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh my. Now I know, right? The, my twist, the sister's also oh. ten years old. That'll make you feel real old. I'm feeling um, little, little so the crusty. theory is that Billy Bickle, played by Sam Rockwell, is actually in love with Marty, who's played by Colin Farrell in it. Um, so this is the proof based on the theory that they came up with. Was Billy hates Marty's girlfriend Kaya? Like he calls her an effing bitch and everything. Like he really hates her guts. And he says, you know, don't call her that because he's supposed to still be like Irish, even though he's living in LA. Don't do it. Yeah, he says, I'm don't. McDonough. You know. No, this is Colin Farrell. I'm Martin McDonough. Anyway, um, he says, you know, don't call her that. And he's like, well, she is. Like, that's how he is with her. And they clearly don't like each other. Um, he also can't maintain... Uh, Colin Farrell just doesn't have the same ring as Martin McDonough. Like, I, I, I consider saying it. Colin Farrell? No. It's not the same. I looked at you and went, no, at the end no. of that. <laughs> no. I, I was really in the role. <laughs> Like, no. Um, no, it's Martin McDonough. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because it has to be said. Um, the other thing is that uh, Billy has a girlfriend in it who, funnily enough, is the girlfriend to Woody Harrelson's mob boss character. And when he's with her... So she's a philandering individual? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Um, he can't maintain what he needs to maintain for them to have he sex. He can't maintain his Woody Harrelson? Yeah, he can't maintain his Woody. Um, <laughs> when he's with his own girlfriend, which implies that he may be struggling with his sexuality, or he's just, you know, or, you know he had struggling, a, he, he had needs a, a little blue pill. He's 55, all of these things play a role. Well, he wasn't 55 at the time. 
Please forward you. Bye. In anyway, oh, that one hurts. In the screenplay for the film, it was actually written that at one point Billy is keeping track in a journal of how many times he makes Marty laugh during the day. Um, That's it's creepy. It's changed in the movie. Martin McDonough it's decided really to funny. make some edits. In the movie, it's it's changed. Like, he's just talking about different stuff, talking about how he needs to be supportive of him, like, all this different stuff. But one of the things I find really funny is when you, he's he goes, I was staring at the neighbor's flag today from 11 in the morning till 7 at night. That's 11 hours. And I cracked up because he's not doing the math right. Yeah. And then the next page, he flips it, and it says, Do not set fire to neighbor's flag. And you can see Sam Rockwell looking. He's got, like, scissors against his face, and he's yeah. staring at the neighbor's flag on fire. And it's it's just all of his thoughts. That was what they changed it to, but at one point in that journal, he was writing down. It's way better. Yeah. The thoughts in the journal is way better, because it gives you an idea of, like, his psychology. Mental state. Yeah. Yeah, his psychology um, is not he also, what it should be. He also calls Marty, quote, the greatest writer of his generation. Multiple times, if I... Yeah. Yeah. And Billy even kills people to inspire him, you know? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. Yeah. Um, he also wrote, like, a self-insert at one point when they're brainstorming ideas for the story. He wrote a self-insert in Marty's story about... Um, and then I'll be there, and then I'll do this. him dying, and then he tells Marty's self-insert that he loves him before he dies. Yeah. And in real life, Billy actually tells him that anyway. Billy tells Marty he loves him in real life. Yeah. Uh, he also purposefully uh, creates, like, an entire string of circumstances and events uh, leading to his own death in, like, the desert so that Marty would have enough to break his writer's block and start writing again. And Sam Rockwell himself, when asked about the film and its characters and whatnot, he said, obviously they're bigoted characters. Billy could be gay. He could be in love with Marty's character. I'm just putting it out there, was what Sam Rockwell said. Yeah. Um, so I think that it could, it's very plausible. Like, when you initially think about it, you're like, no, because he turns around and he's cheating with a girlfriend. But he's also struggling to cheat with the girlfriend. But he's also very, like, destructive as well. So he might so just So is he do, just crazy? And it's he like, might just do that just to be like, hey. And then, I mean, also he, he kills that person. But so. it, he might not even be gay. It could be like a, like a, like, I don't want to say semi-erotic fixation. But, like, like, he's not fully there, but he's almost there. Like, I can't even explain it better than that. Like, he what, wants. he eroticizes murder? No! Marty. Oh, Marty. Okay. No, not murder. I'm sorry, Marty? Marty? Marty. Martin? Martin? Martin McDonough? I think I feel like this is a self-insert. Yeah. Martin McDonough. Um, God, wouldn't that be amazing? If it was just him and his buddies recreating this just so we could write this movie. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. He has a friend named William. The (laughs) fact... Could you imagine that friend after this? I have a friend named William. William has done some shit. <laughs> um, the fact that William. Sam Rockwell has said it himself makes me believe it a little more, because, like, obviously he's thought about the character. He we did what Steve Buscemi did more... with Reservoir Dogs. He's thought about it more. Yeah. And we thought, always like totally the, the actor theories, because we're just like, they've, they had to... Because they're thinking about it themselves. Off. They're not just doing a part. They're thinking about the character. They're developing the character. They're becoming the character. They're the best fan theories, in my opinion. Yeah. They're, they're Especially like, when they support it. Like, that's so great. Like, story almost. Yeah. That, that never shows up. Um, anyway, I believe it. I think it works. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Um, yay! It, it motivates we the We believe the story. fan theory. It doesn't um, take anything away, either, so. 
And the last part is our Twist the Sisters segment. I may have lied. This may be my favorite movie on our on our list. <laughs> Everyone seems to be my favorite one. And every single yeah, exactly. Every single movie we mentioned. I'm just reminded of why as well I love as a it. Sprinkling of filler movies like Mr. Wright. Yeah. Things like that. We just add those. I'm just gonna have his whole like too. filmography. Not to not to forget. He was convicted with um, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. And he's a bit of an asshole in that. He dances in that. He dances in everything he's in, except for yeah. one movie, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. He dances in Convicted, he dances in Mr. Right, he dances in all these different things. There's one thing he didn't dance in, though, and I was really upset. And now I can't remember what it is. He even dances in Moon, which you don't really like. That would have been... It was a bit of a weird one, but but yeah, he does dance in that, yeah. I, I love watching I love that he the can video dance. Com- compilation of him dancing as well. You know what I'd love more than anything? You know one of my favorite movies? Poltergeist. That's the movie he doesn't dance in. He doesn't dance in Poltergeist. You know an interesting movie that he he did that you... I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? I might have seen it. For some reason, I think Drew Barrymore is in that movie as well. It seems like another perfect one for me, then. It's a true story. Uh, It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's it's all about, um, it, it's one of those like strange reality. I, I I don't. I honestly don't want to tell you anything about it because it's so good. But you know, I'm just gonna shut up. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> you know what you remind me? Of? Do you remember the grasshoppers in the Bugs Life when he he say you know molt and he won't shut up and he and then he gets closer and he goes shut it up. <laughs> you yeah. just did the equivalent yeah. of that. You went, I'm just gonna shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not my episode. This is all about Daisy and her love. That's not true. For Sammy, Sammy Rock. I do. I love him. Sammy, um, Sammy, Sammy. So first, with our sister segment, back on track. We will be talking about the way way back. Hurry up! This is pressing, pressing, urgent, urgent. I can't tell you how pressing. You can't fathom how pressing. How's it going? What's up? Did you need something? No. <laughs> Who's that big guy? I don't know. She's older than me. So what are you doing over here talking to us and not over there sealing the deal with that cougar? Well, maybe, Roddy, if you guys hadn't called me over here. Oh! <laughs> return to your lady friend. Duncan, please return to your lady friend. Please let her know that this conversation was entirely about her. In other news, this is very awkward for you. Personally, I love The Way Back. It is very much a comfort movie for me. I could watch it anytime, and it makes me feel better. Ironically, The Way Way Back is so way, way back in my memory that you can convince me very easily, because I can't remember why I don't like this movie. So you've got Jim Rash, you got Jim Rash, and you got Nat Faxon at the yeah. helm of this. They directed it. Love them both. I think they wrote it. They're clearly a very good director duo as well, because that. of how the movie came out. Great actors, too. Yeah. Uh, I love them as actors, and I love them now as directors and writers because of it. I find it amazing that it's based off of a real experience. You know about this, right? That Jim Rash, you know, when you don't know about this. So when he was a kid, he was going on a road trip, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was dad or his stepdad. He said the exact thing that is said to Liam James's character, Duncan, at the start of the movie with Steve Carell. You know, he says, if you could rate yourself 1 to 10, what would you rate yourself? And he says a six, because he thinks that's an okay number. And he turns around and says, I think you're a three. That is exactly what happened to Jim Rash. 
when he was That's a kid. terrible. Yeah, well, Nat Faxon turned around, he goes, I think you're a 10. He goes, oh, I think you were a 3. And Nat Faxon was like, oh, I couldn't believe it, because they were messing with each other. So, um, hold, hold on a tick. The, the stepdad or, like, the boyfriend? Steve Carell's character. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm asking about In real, real life? life. I'm not sure if it was, like, a stepdad or, like, that kind of I'm figure. I'm hoping it's a boyfriend that was short-lived, because that's a yeah, terrible That's a terrible thing. Yeah. What a fucking awful thing to say. Yeah. You're trying to convince me that this is a good movie? But I think it's I'm amazing, because it pulls from truth. It happened to I him, and he was Rudolph? able to create a very Don't funny a dramedy from it. Don't they run the they run, a, they run a water park. They run the water park, yeah. Maya Rudolph and Sam Rockwell, right? Yeah, he owns it, yeah. she manages it, but she was supposed to stay there for, like, one summer, but she's, like, kept staying because she's kind of dating him. Yeah. But because he's, like, a man-child, she's also like, this is not going to happen when you act this way. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really good. It's a funny dramedy, first off, which you and I both like. We love a funny dramedy. Um, That's what makes it a dramedy versus a drama. Yes. yes. Um, uh, star-studded cast. You had a yes. great cast. You yes, got Steve definitely. Carell, Tony Collette, Allison Hannigan, and, uh, Allison Sophia... Hannigan's in it? No, not Allison Hannigan. Allison Janney, sorry. Okay. Allison Janney, Anna Sophia Robb, uh, Liam James, yeah. uh... Liam for... James is, like, the least known name there. But he's done other stuff since yeah. that. Um... The only reason I know is because he's the front cover. <laughs> yeah. Well, it like, was his like, first that role. Kid. That kid, It was yes. his first role. I remember when it came out, and I watched it with Mom. You were obsessed. I remember you, when it yeah. came out, you were like, I want to see it. I must see it. And I was yeah. like, okay, I don't know anything about it. But I didn't get like, to see it in theaters. I had to wait for it to come I, out, and I, think, I bought it. And I think somehow your level of excitement wore off on me a little bit, because when I saw it, I was like, this is not what we were excited about. And I, I ate you, it up. I was even fine. happier. <laughs> I was fine. feeling wonderful. You were enjoying yourself. Um, I was like, nope. I feel uh, like I was sold something different. Um... At the same time, uh, I really love the characters, not only individually, but I like them kind of bouncing off of each other. Like, Sam Rockwell's character of, as Owen, you love dialogue. Him, you love him all on his own because of how he's being yeah. played and what he's saying, like what you said, dialogue and the character's actions. But it's also interactions with other people. Like, you can see that he's really close with Nat Faxon's character, because, mm -hmm. um, like, they're hanging out at the park. He's doing the whole, you know, you are holding thing at the water slide where, like, if the girl's really cute, it's not the best thing to be doing, but if the girl's really cute, you'll tell her to hold so that he can kind of check her out a little longer, and then he lets her go down the water slide, and he goes, he's a master, watch this. And it's he terrible. learns it. It's terrible. But it's funny because considering this kid is so in his shell, it kind of gives him confidence to be, like... It forces him to come out of, like, his shyness. Yeah. And it kind of challenges him, because normally this kid wouldn't do anything like that. He wouldn't even look at a pretty girl. But for him to have a situation being the employee that he could do that, you can see he doesn't do it often, but every once in a while he's like, hold please, go, yeah. you can go. Like, he has just, like, a moment where he's, like, steadily growing into the classic, confident teenage boy character, yeah. which I think is really nice, even classic? though he's... Yeah. A classic, confident teenage boy? Yeah, not like a snotty one. Okay. Like a, just a confident, nice oh, one. just classic one. Yeah. 70s style. That, that's the well, one. not necessarily 70s. Some of the 70s classic, classic 70s teen boys style. were not the best. Um, it also deals with some serious shit in a very comedic way. Like we said, with the car scene at the start yeah. where I think you're a three. Debilitating. He's cheating. Steve Carell. By the way, it's one of the only roles where Steve Carell... It's, you is an actual asshole. Uh, uh, 
No. Other than Foxcatcher, he's a yeah, full-on asshole say Fox in this. Catcher is possibly no, but he's supposed worst. to be an asshole. In this is something where he could have had like a level of charm Steve despite just being did a awful. Show as well, where I think he played a bad person in that too. I can't remember. The morning no. show. Oh my god, the morning show. He's such a dick in that one. Oh days. Oh oh. Forget about it. You just did like gangster. Forget about it. No. The morning show. Have you have you watched the morning show? I don't have Apple TV. Oh, I do. Okay, so the first season. Okay, I don't want to hear about the morning show. Classic one oh one brilliance when it comes to TV. Anyway, um so he's cheating on her and you're just waiting for that to like kind of fall through. But you also have um Wait, Steve Carell's cheating? Yeah. Remember with Amanda Pete. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't remember that? That's a whole that's a, that's a whole thing. Like, he turns around and says, you know, just go screw her, asshole. Everyone knows you're doing it anyway, and Mom's not going to do anything about it. And, he's and like, he's going to have an actual fight with him at a barbecue. Steve Carell is going to take on, like, a 13-year-old kid because he's a dick. I I do not recall this You need to rewatch this. I, yeah. Obviously, I have um, relegated this film to, like, filed under, not enjoyed... Forget about it. Forget about it. This is something that I think is important. When you look online about this movie, it is compared to the likes of Little Miss Sunshine. Enjoyable movie. It is compared to Secondhand Lions. I love Secondhand Lions. I wish I owned Secondhand Lions. And it is compared to The Spectacular Now with Miles Teller. I hate The Spectacular And Shailene Woodley. I hate that movie. I, I think it's terrible. I think... But these think, three what's are... What's name? Teller? Miles Teller. What a fucking prick. I hate that movie, and he just treats her like shit, and she plays, like, innocent girl, which is just a miscast, because she's so much better at playing, like, devious girl. Oh. Shailene oh. Woodley's good at playing a devious girl. She's good at what are you devious. watching? Are you, did you watch one season of the friggin' little, what is it called? Oh, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, no, she, she's good at playing devious. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. This is a little, little bit of on the dark side. A little dark, a little sarcastic, a little bit of this, a little rough, rough. The, the, we have different being, ideas of what Shailene Woodley nice, can play. Being nice, I'm feeling nice. I'm a bookish Mandy Moore character and walk to remember. No, no, she's not that not, person. Yes, she is. It's so ridiculous. It's no, like, she's that in the spectacular now, but that's not the terrible. role that Shailene Woodley plays. Oh, it's terrible. What a miscast. And then Miles Teller is an absolute asshole, and I don't think he's acting. So I really, really, really don't like that movie. Can Ugh. we get back on track? It's compared You're to Little Miss Sunshine. That shit together? No, when oh, you search well, there, it on Google, my problem. Little Miss Sunshine when you and Secondhand Lions are compared to Secondhand The Way Lions Way Back. Great, great the movie. the vibe that it gives off, the aesthetic, the comfort it gives, the charming lightheartedness that it gives off makes it compared I to those things. I kind of get the Secondhand Lions because he's like going away and learning to to mature through, you know, to these randos. <laughs> um, but aren't they his grandparents? Yeah, and it's the same. They're not randos. Randos, yeah. <laughs> and the same shit happened in way way back. Same, same situation. But I don't get the spectacular now, unless it's just a terrible. Unless you're just. I've not seen the spectacular now. Oh, don't. I figured you had. That's why I let you know that these are the things it's compared to. But Little Miss Sunshine in that should make you more excited about it. Plus, we all like, uh, every once in a while, a, a movie that has a certain theme. Like, when you watch, like we said before with our Thanksgiving stuff, you watch them in the fall 
they give off Thanksgiving energy. You watch Christmas movies around Christmas time, even if they're not necessarily Christmassy ones. If there's snow on the ground, if it's lighthearted, it's a Christmas movie. Diehard movie. You watch the way way back in the summer. You feel transported to what he's going through. You go on the journey dude. with him. I don't want to be transported into that fucking chaos. You that go on the journey with him. You watch him grow and mature and gain confidence and there's a scene crazy family there's tony collette i i see little Miss there's a right. scene I can get, I can get there's that. a scene that i think is really beautiful and you probably forgot about it um after because uh, a lot of the time duncan who's the main kid in it he's like 13 and really awkward um he decides we've talked very little about sam rockwell yeah so well, i'm trying on. not to be go too on, focused on, on it because i know you're just gonna be like you're in a sam rockwell who's um, but, uh... Is that what I'll say? Yeah. <laughs> well, you were mocking me before this even started. You're in a haze. You're yeah. in a haze. Anyway, um, he spends the night there, Duncan does, at the water park, because Jim Rash's character, Lewis, keeps threatening to leave. He wants to be, like, a storm chaser. And, oh, yeah. And they constantly make fun of him because of it, and he finally says, you know what, I actually am leaving, so they're having, like, a go-away party. And he tries to sneak in with Peter, who's the neighbor, Alice and Janie's son, who has a lazy eye. So many bits come from that. Like, she turns around and says, just stare at the bridge of his nose, that's what I do. And he's like, Mom, are you shitting me? And she's like, well, I wouldn't have to tell people that if you wore your eye patch. And and he's like, Mom. And it's really funny. Um, but, like, the whole dynamic of her raising these two kids is really fun. I think really that's fun. really kind of the whole vibe of the film is the dynamics between the characters. Yeah. Because that's all I remember fondly. Yeah. I remember the water park moments and things like that, and, and for some reason a party. Yeah, that's what I'm actually getting into. So they have this whole going away party for Lewis, and they bring out, like, water guns, and they're shooting it at him, and he goes, what? Are you? I was just about to say I, I'm going to miss the people. but And then they shoot more water at him, and he's like, I'm serious. My doctor said not to get water on my face. And they're just continuing to soak him in water. Yeah. And, like, they, they know Lewis probably isn't going to leave after all of this, even though he is having the go-away party. And um, he stays there throughout this whole thing. Most of them are drinking anyway, so they're, like, passed out in, like, the chairs, the loungers. Mm-hmm. But he kind of just enjoys the party, enjoys being around people who he actually likes instead of being around family that are, like, sucking the life and energy out of him um, with the drama and everything. What's, what's that called? A... Um an adopted family, a like a made family, blended. No, 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 no. Found family, a found, found family. Found family. Um, but yeah, that's how he feels when he goes to the water park. Like he's in, he's voted employee of the month. The people love him. He's called Pop and Lock because he like did the really embarrassing like dancing on the cardboard and everything. Yeah. And they respect him there and they treat him like he's an equal, that he's their peer. And he kind of appreciates that, and that's what allows him to go on the journey and gain the confidence. But when he goes up the next, when he wakes up the next day and he's standing, like, at the top of the, like, wooded area and you can see the whole park, Sam Rockwell comes up to him and says, you know, I I think you should be heading home. And he says, you know, I don't want to go home. And he kind of asks him why, and he he proceeds to tell him about how Trent, who is Steve Carell's character, how he called him a three, and he goes, what do you mean? He said, he asked me what I thought I was, and and I told him, and he said I was a three. And he says, that's got nothing to do with you. That's got everything to do with him. And he says, how do you know? And he says, trust me, I know. My dad was just like him. And you can see that he's able to help him on this whole journey because he felt like how this kid felt. Yeah. And now he's just, like, 
free and happy and just living his best yeah. life. Freed of those words and it, they don't have any bearing on him. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he says stuff throughout it that kind of helps him on his way. Like he says, cut your own path. When he's saying, you know, there's only three letters and, you know, packing, you know, there's a sequence and everything. He goes, go your own way. And, like, that comes into it again after he turns around and says, that's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with him. He says, you're going your own way. Keep yeah. going. Like, yeah. be strong. And it's so beautiful because you can see that, like, him going through it is helping him survive it. And then, like, it'll continue. Kind of like in the OC, how it ended the way it began mm-hmm. with Ryan's character. Well, you know that I've never seen the ending of the OC. You've not seen the... Oh, don't talk to me. <laughs> I've never seen the finale. Oh, my uh. God. Um, it got really shitty after Marissa died. <laughs> oh my god, Chelsea. Anyway, like I, can't deal with um, shit. I think it's just beautiful, and I think that it's good writing, and the message is just sweet. It's just, it's so nice. It's like a hug. Like I said, it's a hug. That's what the movie is. It's a hug, Chelsea. Okay. Well, you've twisted me. I'll watch it again. Yay! You know why, why I know that? I own it. I'm literally looking at it on my <laughs> shelf right now. There's a high chance that I might watch it again if I Where have is it. it on your shelf? Right beside Wally and before oh, Watchmen. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So Alphabetical shelf days. Where is it on the shelf? I was going through your W's. I was like, where is it? I forgot mm. that the side's white, so I was looking for blue. Mm. Um. Anyway, so hope you guys watched The Way Way Back and all of uh, the other works that yeah. we've talked about. I hope you watch The Way Way Back plus 90 other films that Sam Rockwell has, has yes. appeared in. Yes, yes, yes. Oh Seven gosh. Psychopaths as well. You'll love it. We love it. I hope and you Galaxy watch Quest. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I think that would be yeah. a good one for you. Just another one for me to love. Yeah, another one for you to love. I yeah. think you might enjoy it. It's really good. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Go check out Sam Rockwell. Happy birthday, Sam. You sound like you're going to do, like, a Marilyn Monroe thing. You're leading How into it. dare you? That's that's your job. Happy birthday yeah. to Happy you. Happy birthday, Sammy, Sam, Sam. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.